So the 8.30 time belongs to us. You know, um, I've, been, I've been talking to, to us for a long time. I think four or five years now, consistently, every morning, on the exception of when I took that break, um, that much needed break, um, you know, late last year, just to think about what I wanted to do next. And I'm so glad I did because, you know, I, I feel like I'm a whole new person, you know, and I, I love the message that um, that we heard this week, you know, about, oh, yesterday, actually, that in a lifetime, you can be four people. And I was thinking, wow, like, for all these years, I've been criticized for changing my name, for changing my career. I think I, I had a fashion boutique once. I worked in finance once. Um, I did PR. I was like criticized for wanting to be different things at different times. But I'm now seeing that world leaders are constantly changing who they want to be. You know, and I, and I looked at a person's lifetime and I, and I wrote down, I'm currently studying my master's at the moment, and I wrote down that in a lifetime, you can start off by being a, a medical student, right? You could be a medical student and you could, do, you can, you can finish school and, and, and train in medicine at 30. You can then have a family, even 25, 26, start a family. And then you can start a business from your kitchen table. You may not want to go back to work because that's what happens to a lot of women nowadays. They start a family and they don't want to go back into work. You can then go back into work or you can even go and retrain and decide later that you want to do law. You want to get into the legal side of, of medicine. You can actually have four different lives if you want to. So my thing now is that why have I been beating myself up over wanting change? Why have I been beating myself? If I want to start today, I think I've even opened a beauty salon at one point. Like, guys, you can be what you want to be, you know. And I think my, my real excitement, that, that was a top up, but my real excitement, and I'm going to be very honest with you guys, and you guys know that I think most of you guys join these conversations because you know I'm just going to be very open, I'm going to be very honest, and at times even vulnerable. So, why am I so excited this morning and why are we playing the Master Instrumental? I guess, you know, for me, um, I was watching a video, I think uh, uh, three, four days ago, or sometime last week, um, I saw, I, I don't really care much about how, why, what, when, but um, I, I love the production of this video, this is not possible. Um, I love the production of this video, seeing that Drake became Artist of the Year. That's what I've come to speak to you guys about. I don't have anything else to speak to you guys about. That's been my study for this week. And I can't, I can't even lie, like, that blew me away in so, like, I can't even tell you the video. I don't care about the music. I don't, I don't, I don't care so much about that. What I saw was work ethic that's missing in our community. We can have our opinions and we can say all manner of different things like don't listen to this kind of music, don't do this, don't do that. And I get that and that's fine and we discuss that in heaven. But for whatever people's thoughts are about different artists who's the greatest music, that's not my concern at all. What I saw was a work ethic that is undeniable. I think we're on, he's on like 20 plus, um, it's crazy, 20 plus albums. 20 plus albums making him the artist of the decade. So I just have to ask myself, what is it that I'm not doing that I'm the greatest of my time? What is it? What is it that I'm doing that I'm not doing can make me the greatest? 
When people think of a certain space, does my, mind, does my name come to mind? When people think of a certain thing that needs doing, does my name come to mind? If my name doesn't come to mind, why is that? It's because I haven't performed at a level that my, even my peers, because it, at, at a time there, yeah, the, the competition ain't even your competition anymore. They're your co-laborers. That's why the word collaborators is massive in music immediately. Even your peers are saying that this person is the greatest at what they do. When a conversation thing is happening concerning the space I'm involved in, does my name get brought to the table? If not, then why not? I don't know if you're thinking about those things yet. And if you're not thinking about those things, I need to ask you why. I've been up all night just thinking, what more do I need to do? And, you know, it's hard turn as you know. So I took my, um, I took my, my daughter out, um, and um, one of the young ladies who I mentor, her daughter as well, um, was with me. And we, we were in a taxi in Mayfair. And as you get across the road by the Ritz, and I have this thing that I do with her all the time, is I take her to these really grand places, and I begin to ask her to name them. What is this? I think we went to the Wolseley yesterday. So I was getting her to spell Wolseley and the for the Ritz. And that, for me, is my, is my education for her. It's just introducing her to culture, to different things as much as I can. And we're in the taxi, and we'll go, we'll go and pass the Ritz, and there's massive billboards. And on the billboard, there's Lady Gaga on the billboard. And she's the new um, campaign face for Dom Perignon. And she screams, Mom, Mom, oh my God, that's our work. That's our stuff. Can you see the branding? Oh my goodness, oh my... And she's literally... And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, is there a billboard that we did that we paid for um, in Mayfair? I'm like, what is she talking about? So I look out and I see this mat, and she goes, Mother, there's even two, there's one on the side, Auntie Sandra did that, she's the best, she did that, and there's a word she used, she said she did the typography. And I was like, wow, this girl is so exposed to greatness. How does she, and, and, and you know what, I actually got it recorded. So for me, it was just a moment for me to never leave this thing that I'm doing. She was so stoked. And then she said something else, and this is what made me think that children are really watching, they're really listening, and they really understand what you expose them to. She said she's advertising, she's promoting the cocktail. I thought, what's she talking about? Cocktail? What are you doing about cocktail? And, and she was like, yes, and she couldn't say it, but we had a Dom Perignon bottle in the house the other day. And so she linked the bottle that was in the house to the campaign. And she was like, so she, and then obviously we did cocktails the other day when we had guests over. So she basically put the two and two together. And in her mind, the only cocktail that exists is Dom Perignon. Now, for somebody listening to this, you might be thinking, why is a six-year-old thing about Dom Perignon? She's thinking about branding. She's thinking about media. She's not thinking about alcohol. She's thinking about advertising. She's five years old, sorry. And she's thinking that the only place a billboard my mom is doing should be is in Mayfair, at the heart of Mayfair, in the middle of, um, in the in the middle of Green Park, across the road from the Ritz. That is where I belong. And that doesn't mean, I think every parent thinks their child is great. I mean, oh, my child is amazing, she spoke her first word. I think when my daughter was speaking her first word, I thought like, yeah, like, she's the best ever. But it isn't even about the child. It's more about me. I made it about me. We can talk about her after. Um, I made it about how am I going to keep to at this pace because what she was showing me was the world's greatest space to advertise 
the world's greatest space to be. Why do we continuously have these conversations on a Tuesday morning? I want to know if you're thinking about being the world's great. And I was having a conversation with one of my dear friends um, over the weekend, and we're talking about, you know, um, certain things that are right or certain things that are wrong. And, you know, um, and I told her that I almost got hacked off this weekend. And I realized that, you know, I'm more patient, right, when I'm queuing up at Chanel. You know the Chanel queue can have you queuing for an hour. You can be, and you probably ain't even buying anything. You're probably just going to check something, just checking something, just looking. You can queue for what you want for an hour. So I have to understand that my impatience with little people isn't what I'm doing. Even if my focus is, I'm not going to speak to this person right now because my focus is my patience when I'm standing outside the Chanel store is an hour. You might find that materialistic, but I'm trying to show you that we're in different worlds. What somebody may find a big deal to you, I'm trying to get you to reduce the arguments you have in your head. I'm trying to get you to reduce the little people, the little friendships. I love what my mentor said to us a few weeks ago. He came on and did a quick scope for the family and he said, listen, guys, you do not even know your friends yet. <laughs> you, don't even, you haven't even met your friends yet. Some of the people that are around you right now, they're not your friends. Others will grow to become, right? But you haven't even met your friends yet. In time, in years to come, you will meet them. And I love what my father once said to me three, four years ago. He says, many of you guys call people your friends too soon. You call people your friends too soon. Oh, my best friend, hashtag 20 years, 15 years. 15 years of what exactly are we talking about here? 15 years of what? You met her in primary school? You've had no money situations? You've not fell out over money and made up yet? You ain't made any money together yet? You ain't lost any money together yet? You ain't had children and they've been around? And they've not helped you raise your children? You're talking about friendship? What I'm talking to you guys is the level of greatness. I'm now aligning myself. I already said, the kind of people I want to be my, my friends, I want Dr. Emma to be my friend. That's supposed to be like, I want, because where should my daughter be around? What kind of conversation? And, and I even say, in the house, my daughter has people that she sees as that's who she listens to. Yeah, and it's not coincidental, you know, the person she kind of, she attaches or listens to very strict her is somebody that went to Imperial College. And I, this isn't a disrespect, a standard. The way I think about things, or I would normally think about things, would be different to that young lady that went to Imperial. She's very sharp. So sometimes the way she responds in the house may seem very rude she's very blunt but it's not rudeness the acuteness the mind is just thinking it's just thinking great all the time it's never thinking inferior it's never thinking why don't we have this or why doesn't this work it's okay how do i get this to work it's never a complaint with this person i want you to understand that there is a whole nother level of you that you haven't tapped into yet the reason why you haven't tapped into that level of you right is because you're still associating you're still arguing in your mind, it may not be physical arguments with lower minds. And I began to say to another friend, you see, the reason why you're still here doing group stuff, you're still doing group things, is because you're not global yet. People that are not global are close to their own tribe. That's why I say to you guys, I don't like the word tribe. I used to, it was a very, it was a nice, um, it was kind of a, uh, a good word to use in 2019, random times, you know, Instagram made it a, a, um, a popping word. But when I grew, I knew tribes were dead. 
Even this small group of women, 150 of us, right? This is a tribe, and I'm not interested. That's why I put it on podcast, because I'm building a community outside. I don't want to be caged to just the people I know. What kind of a leader only speaks to who they know? What kind of a global world leader only engages with people that they're used to? They're not even used to having arguments and debates with other people. That is not leadership. That is not leadership. So when I find myself, I'm in a situation where I'm, I'm around the same people all the time. I realize that I'm not growing. When, I, when I'm just having local arguments within my own house, I realize I'm not growing. A global leader knows how to take themselves out of their own environment and go out and be vulnerable to other people. And that's how I know I'm becoming great. How do I know I'm becoming great? I began to say to one of my dogs, said, oh, I want to go to Paris in September, but I'm not sure. I said, why will you not be sure? Why don't you want to travel? What is wrong with you? You make sure that you align that trip to a business trip. Don't, we, don't you have offices out there and paperwork and lawyers that you need to resolve anyway? You, you make sure that that emotional trip that you plan to, to deal with family stuff, you tally up with a business trip and you meet some people out there. Because right now I need you to be thinking global. You cannot begin, why, would, why, why did this conversation first initially start with maybe a Drake being the greatest um, artist of all time? Because if you look across those different albums, the variation is insane. You, you know, many people, when they're part of a musical group, what they do, right? All you hear on their albums is their own group, their own band. So what happens is that they're limited. They're limited in resources, whether they like to think it or not. Because if you're, if you're only working with your own crew, the producers that you're producing music for is only your people. So everything sounds the same. But what the world wants to see, if they want to see something different, they want to see your taste mixed with other people's taste. And I know, especially as you build a community, right? And he is just evolving. And he's keeping, and, and he keeps on evolving and he's still so young. But let me tell you something. I know how, especially as a leader, and I only speak with you guys as leaders. I don't speak with you guys as, as mentees because you're not my mentees. You're co-laborers, you're co-leaders to me. Anyone listening to my podcast is a leader. And you see, what I, what I, what I, what I, what I understand is this. As a, as a leader yourself, I know how difficult it is, right, to, to come out of your net, to come out of your people because you're safe. You're safe around the people you know. You're safe around your people in your house in your community, it's easier to share a message with them. But we only know if your message is good if the world is listening to what you're saying. You know what? I, I, I strongly thought about cancelling and never doing a live stream again. I feel I spoke, I've overspoken. I don't want to talk anymore. I had a little bit of a chip on my shoulder and I think I was actually maybe even overly emotional about something but I don't want to give anybody no context. And I have to go and, and I have to... to to tax myself, or if I use the word task myself, in looking at why is this needed? Is these Tuesday morning conversations needed? And I went back to research, are these Tuesday morning conversations needed? And I went back to look at my archive. I began to look at the one point something million of screens I had on Periscope, on certain periscopes that were reaching 10, 20,000, no promotion, no advertising, no blog, strangers. 90% of my listeners were strangers outside listening, not my family. So probably those in my house don't even listen to what I say. But I thought, no, this is needed. And that's when I started to endorse myself as a global leader. But it's not really self-endorsement because 
people outside are listening to your work. People outside are patronizing your work. They're using your work. They, 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 they're engaging with you. The Lord says, global leaders collaborate. Period. Global leaders collaborate, especially when it's most uncomfortable. You've got a project you're working on, you've got an album you're working on, it's going to take them six months, going to take them. They're collaborating. Even when you somebody bring me a couple of books on the shelf, please. Even when you've got a couple of any of the, the thicker ones. Anywhere you see a really big book, a really, really top person, you see forwarded by, they look for another strong author. They look for another strong So I'm looking at the writers and I'm saying what makes you a credible writer is the co-laborers you get on. You're poaching and you're looking for, give me some more, you're poaching and you're looking for the best. You're poaching and you're looking for the very best to work with you. You're, you're poaching and you're looking for the very best of people to come. The very best of people to come and work with you. Because what makes a good writer is the people that are writing with him or her. Is the people that are writing with him or her. You know how ironic is it? I picked up like 10 books right in so you see Steve Jones' book, I wrote Steve Jones, by Rupert Isaacson. As great as Steve Jones is, there's a forward. If you look at the, the, the Amazon book, right? The Amazon book, a whole Jeff Bezos, is in collaboration with a writer. Somebody else has come and said, let me share my thoughts with you. Let us work together. You know, there are so many things that are limiting women, in particular, on being global leaders. The mindset that things you're thinking of, you're not thinking like a global leader, you're still thinking, she's upset at me, that person don't like me. I can't even tell you that my mind doesn't even go to those places. I don't even have I, I don't even have energy for those things. I have such a strict focus, a strict diet of what I allow myself to eat every day. I I I I'm only listening to this album now because I'm listening to a world great. I'm not listening to it for entertainment. I'm trying to understand what made this a world great decade. It's the only person to have received that award amongst all the people, amongst all the people that we thought were the world's great, and they compared it to a Michael Jackson. They compared it, they compared this work to a Beyonce. Why is this? Why is this? What is this person's mind? And you know that this person has faced so much criticism. Especially from other artists saying that, oh, the person cried a lot. The person's so weak. They're not even really black. There are so many things. They're from a, um, an area where they, they have an advantage. They're not from a gang-affiliated area, so they can't produce this kind of music. I know that those things may not sound like problems to you, but in that space, it's a huge issue. There are issues that you are facing. There are issues and things that you go through that are stopping you from being the world great at what you do. The world great for you might just be to be the very best mum. The very best mum for your children in your home. But what makes you the very best mum? You see, many of you guys may not have children right now. If you're listening to me and you're 13, 14 and it means nothing to you, that conversation will come and you'll understand how important that is. What are you exposing the realms around you? And by mum, I don't even mean biological because that will be too small. That will be too small. 
those around you, what are you exposing them to? I'm speaking to one of my mentees today. She said she's got brunch in Sloan Square with five new interns that are working for. And I'm thinking, now you are becoming. I don't really care about the work you produce. I care about the people you produce. Mm. The people that are around you. You know, there's a, there's, a, there's a young lady or there's a group of young women, right? And I always, I always think, I look at them and I think, why are you not doing this yet? Like, what is holding you back? And you see the level of emotion that's holding these people back, that's holding them from becoming what they're doing, the level of sentiment that's holding them back is so unbelievable. And they'll always be second-class citizens because of that. Level of emotion dragging their life down. Why? Global leaders have their, their, their policy on caring, yeah, about emotional issues is very, is zero to none, you know. My time with you was very short this morning and it's intentional that these, these podcasts and this time spent is, is short because I don't want to spend time talking, getting into emotional things that don't, they don't change the price of bread. If I cried now and told you guys about this and that, if you go to the shop, the price of bread is the same. And tomorrow it may even increase. But what matters to me right now is how are we thinking as women? How are we thinking as people? 